Apples. Apples. They're fruit. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I'm Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And uh, what we do here is we play the Wikipedia game. Uh, I'm hosting tonight, so I came up with the game, and these two are going to race to get from one Wikipedia page to another, only by clicking the links within the pages that they're visiting. And tonight, you guys are going from Tom Hanks to Wes Anderson. How dare you? I'm kidding. I'm not. No, we're not doing that. Aww. First off, that is one, geared up for that. First off, that is one click. And I know that second. that would be one click. I know. I'm How dare you? For new listeners, those are like two of, two of uh, Kyle's least favorite actor movie people, and two uh, it, of Tim's favorite. Yeah, <laughs> well, two of the Tim, world's favorite. Tim, oh, <laughs> yeah. Tim, I'm really surprised we don't have like a long running blood feud over this or something. <laughs> no, well, I mean this, we can we can develop one. I guess, yeah. In this episode, you guys are going from virtual reality oh, no. to cider. To cider? Yeah. C-I-D-E-R? Yeah, I wanted to do something fallish, and that's actually a pretty cool page. And then I was and, like, how are we going to get there? And I eventually ended up on virtual reality. Because it's wow. becoming a thing, I guess. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> eh, maybe. It's trying. So, like, it's trying real hard. We're thinking of like virtual reality fall. Mm. Virtual reality watching, fall. Watching the digitized leaves fall in front of the the phone in front of your eyes on the headset. <laughs> right. So each week we also have to do a little mini game before we do the big game to determine mm-hmm. who gets to go first. Let's do it. Uh, and here's my game this week. Oh. Uh, I have a list of... Um, Names of hard ciders <gasps> and names that I found on battle.net on the uh, World of Warcraft thread for epic druid names. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Let's do it. And you are going to have so to tell weird. me whether it is the name of a hard cider or a name of a druid on uh, World of Warcraft. And these are like users uh, submitting their, their druid names. So um, for the for the sake of argument, I just want yes. to point out that almost all of these are all are going to be both. I'm just just to leave I, it out there. I checked. I I like googled uh, to to check. Well, I didn't check the the druid names. Like I'm sure that these you know these probably mm-hmm. are also druid you didn't, names. You didn't verify whether they were real druid names. <laughs> well, I verified whether the druid names were ciders. So I did half of the work, uh, and I'm going to call it good there. Um, yeah, no, that's good. So how I want to do this, though, is um, you guys can text me your answers. And text you? Like on our phones? or No, like oh. instant message me on Skype <laughs> Okay. separately. And uh, we'll go with, like, uh, if you both write, um, whoever uh, goes in first wins oh man so there's no there's no ties gonna time stamp Um, this out no you know what there will be ties let's do that i do have a tiebreaker so there will be ties um (laughs) yeah you guys can just and but during the tiebreaker whoever gets it first will will win cool hello all right you guys ready (laughs) 
Hello. Yes, we are ready. Uh, is that Teggy? Is that? Is that are is we that starting? Teggy? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> are I'm, you sure that's not just a sound effect? This is yeah. the name of either a cider or an epic druid name. Isa Teggy. I'm not even sure what. Kyle says druid name. Tim says druid name. You're both wrong. What? Oh. Isa Teggy natural cider. Wow. I don't even know what the what those sounds mean. I'm not sure either. Are those letters? There's Isategi Cider House, uh, in Aldaba, Tahiki, Azura, Tulsa. Oh, oh, Sky, you didn't say this included the expanded Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, yeah. this is a cider that's in the Star Wars universe. Got it. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. All right. No, Fine. it's located in the countryside in the foothill of Mount. In Zature, surrounded uh-huh. by Mount Azure and the charming Areno and Alamar Mountains. I think this is a pack of lies. <laughs> it's in Spain. It's in Spain. Uh, your next one is uh, Shaxbury. <laughs> Shaxbury. Now, no, this is important. Is it S-H-A-C-K or S-H-A-Q? S-H-A-C-K. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right kyle says cider tim says druid name it is a cider yeah oh. kyle is up one oh all right uh this one is isis e-s-u-s isis wow i really thought you were just mispronouncing something terrible there but okay kyle says druid tim says druid you're both right yeah all right yep so two one uh, and then we've got here dust ball, dust ball, <laughs> dust all one ball. word, dust ball, D U S T B A L L. Oh man, it's not very epic. Tim says cider. Kyle says cider. It is a druid name. What? Yep, it's That's a not dru- epic. It's what kind of what epic? someone thinks? They are Tam- wrong. <laughs> tamper. T A M P E R. Tamper. All right, Tim says cider. Kyle says cider. This is a druid name, dudes. Tim, we're terrible. <laughs> no, I think I think WoW players are terrible at naming oh. druids. Oh, you're saying it's not it's not us, it's them. All right, like, Tamper Tamper might be a good name for a like a like a hacker, or or um someone who's playing the the rapper over a medicine bottle. Okay, you guys need uh, this but one. But not a druid. You guys need this one. Cider boys. Oh, oh come C-I-D-E-R-B-O-Y-S. on. C-I-D-E-R-B-O-Y-S. Cider Boys. Well, it doesn't have a Z, so... <laughs> Kyle says cider. Tim says druid. It is a cider. Oh. Cider Boys ras- Raspberry Smash. If it had a Z, it would have been a druid. Three to one. Get plucked. Wow. <laughs> Get plucked. Well... I, I realize that that's probably not, but I, I want, you know. Kyle says druid, Tim says cider. It is a druid name. Nothing Are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> so we got that's four not one. Right at all. Yep, you're, you're, you're pulling away. Is it like it's a terrible. druid that plays guitar or something? <laughs> uh, Anthem. Anthem. Is that a cider? Basically, remember, I checked to see if these were ciders. Uh, so that's that's what you need to ask yourself: Is, is this a cider name? Mm. Did you answer, Kyle? I did. I did. Okay. Uh, Kyle says cider. Tim says cider. You're both right. Yeah. Yay. Five to two. 
how many are there? I have ten, so technically Tim could still catch up. Wow. Um, Fluxion, Fluxion, F L U X I O N, Fluxion. This is this is a you know like a cyber druid if I ever heard one. <laughs> Kyle says druid. Tim says druid. It is specifically. A- and it's a it, cider. What? <laughs> Fluxion Farm and, uh, or Fable Farm and Fermentory. Okay. Well, you didn't say there were steampunk apples. Pro- probably. Portland, I'm going to say. I'm, look, I'm looking this up. <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds so Washington. Mm. Wait, is Washington known for weird apple names? I am, um, it's it's, it's in Vermont. Oh. <sighs> Barnard, wow. Bernard Vermont. Vermont, the East Coast, Washington. <laughs> At a crossroads of farm and fermentary, we humbly stand, united with the cellar through our work on land. From fruit to flower, the honeybee delights in nature's sway. From apple to maple, we harvest every which way. Team Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right. Um, uh, Malfurion. Wow. Malfurion. <laughs> Malfurion. Okay, if this isn't a druid, it ought to be. <laughs> Kyle says druid, Tim says cider. It's a druid. It's yeah. a druid name. <laughs> All right, Kyle, you win. Yes. The tiebreaker oh, should... I did have was Tree Fitty, <laughs> which is a druid name. Wow, uh, really? <laughs> which I like a lot. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's so great. That hurts so bad. Uh, sorry, oh. Tim. All right. First off, I, I just want to get this out of the way before we even get to this page. Can can we call a and this is might this might come back to bite me, but can we call a moratorium on on video game pages? Is that is that an okay thing for us to have happen? Uh oh, like in like in the future. You, like are you are you afraid that I'm I'm going to whip out my vast knowledge of apples in games? Yes, I am, Tim. <laughs> I don't yeah. know much about apples in games, but there's probably one in there. I actually try to avoid things that involve Japan and things that involve video games, but I still went with virtual reality. Um, well done. Mm. So I guess that wasn't mm-hmm. a great move, but. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, wait. Oh, dang it. This does this does get uh, come back on me. Well, it's not specifically. All right. Hang on a second. I think I have an idea. But I don't know if I can do this. Uh, Madison Square Garden. That's not really useful. Oh man! Oh wait! I'm I'm sorry. I should probably actually talk about the page itself. Virtual reality typically (laughs) typically refers to computer technologies that use software to generate realistic images, sounds, and other sensations that replicate a real environment. Said no one ever when they saw virtual reality. Or create an imaginary setting. That's more likely, yes. Um, hmm, and simulate a user's physical presence in this environment by enabling the user to interact with this space and with any objects depicted therein using specialized display screens or projectors and other devices. VR has been defined as a realistic, oh, I'm sorry, quote, a realistic and immersive simulation of a three-dimensional environment created using interactive software and hardware and experienced or controlled by movement of the body, end quote. Okay, I mean, okay. 
you guys you guys have seen these things right these little i mean the picture here tells it all it's they have a picture here of a guy wearing a virtual reality headset called the uh htc vive or i suppose it would be vive yeah yeah it was uh it was developed in co-production between htc and valve corporation it makes you it makes people look like a weird cyber anteater is what that's what i think of every time i see these things an anteater really yeah, look at the snout this guy has now. Like, uh, it's over his uh, eyes, though. Well, that's why it's a cyber anteater, Sky. I don't know. <laughs> huh? There aren't yeah. a lot of these things around. It just makes people look weird to me. I don't understand these goggles. To me, it, it kind of makes it look like he's trying to cosplay a hammer. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel like that's more fitting. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, it's really weird that this is just going to be like commonplace, like seeing people use these oh totally or not seeing them because everyone will be hooked up to one i guess yeah oh my gosh you guys in the history here before the 1950s the first references to the concept of virtual reality came from science fiction which i don't know i feel like i feel like philosophers had a handle on on virtual reality long before that but okay really like what I mean, the shadows in the cave, the, that whole discussion. Not virtual reality. That's a, that's like a, oh that was a my real gosh. elephant. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's I'm an analogy. About it. It's <sighs> called an analogy. Okay, fine. Whatever. <sighs> I'm saying the concept of a reality that is different from the reality you experience immediately has been around for a long time. Mm, but I don't know if that's virtual reality, though. Oh, my gosh, Sky. <laughs> I know you, you were trying. I got you. Okay. Ooh. They have a Viewmaster here, uh, which is pretty awesome. Stereoscopic virtual simulator, visual simulator later uh, from 1939. Did you guys it's have just these? It's a Viewmaster. That yeah, doesn't, that's yeah a, I had one. That is not a VR headset. Well, how is it not a VR headset? Because you don't, you don't experience anything else about that place. Scott, you're just trying to wind me up. Today. Simulate a user's physical presence in this environment. It doesn't. Yes, it does. It <laughs> creates a 3D, a realistic and immersive simulation of a 3D dimensional environment that's it's, sitting still. That's not. That's not how. That's not how any of that works. I guess that's true. Um, okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, this is interesting, though. I have heard about this. Uh, the 1950s to 1970s. Horton Heelig wrote in the 1950s of an experience theater. That could encompass all the senses in an effective manner, just drawing the viewer, thus drawing the viewer into on-screen activity. He built a prototype of his vision, dubbed Sensorama, in 1962, along with the five with five short films to be displayed in it while engaging multiple senses, uh, including sight, sound, smell, and touch. Um, predating digital computing, the Sensorama was a mechanical device. All right, I remember hearing about this. This is this is one of those things that had. Um, uh, it incorporated, yeah, of course, like 3D effects and whatever, but uh, one of the, uh, and like stereo sound, but one of the big things that it did was uh, use smell. And oh, really? It, it had smell different. Smell vision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the mechanical setup had like a little set of valves that was in the back of every theater seat. And at predetermined points throughout the, uh, through the movie, like if something smelled really bad, it would release a scent 
like through the little valve, like, you know, like a little gas scent. And uh, or if it was like perfume, you would smell like it would release the scent of the perfume. And uh, I mean, it's a great idea until you have to do all the maintenance on all these little things on every single chair in your in your right. theater. Yeah. Or when any of them run out or when a small child kicks, <laughs> kicks them <laughs> or, or when <laughs> when they don't dissipate as quickly as you'd like. And you have perfume yeah. and like garbage and all these different smells. Yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, it did not go well. Let's put it that way. Uh, I can't remember how it incorporated touch, but I imagine it probably did about as successfully as it did smell. <laughs> Maybe it's like the bug's life at uh, at Disney yeah. where it's like, <laughs> oh, you're getting stung and they like jab you with stuff in your back. Which is not fun. No, it wasn't great. Oh, boy. I have a lot of different options. Well, actually not a ton, but I'm trying to think of how to get to cider. And it's specifically cider, not not hard cider, right? Right, it's cider. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, cider. I will give you this clue. In the U.S., <laughs> it's it's called hard cider, but everywhere else, it's just called cider. Well, that that no. is helpful, actually. Huh. Yeah. So I guess you're trying to get to hard cider, but you're not getting the page is is wiki slash cider. <laughs> oh, there's a shot here that I. I really kind of want to take, but I'm afraid of where it might go. You guys, did, have you seen? They have the sections here with all the little, the little uh, goggle boxes. Like there's the Google Cardboard standard mm-hmm. there. Oh yeah, uh huh. And then the uh, I'm surprised they don't have what is the, was it the Pizza Hut one? Like the box for your pizza can be folded up into a virtual reality. Oh headset. yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Because that's a thing. They moved on to grilled cheese pizza crust now. Oh, is that what really? it is? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Pizza Hut's working on. Grilled cheese pizza <laughs> oh. crust. Tim, you had this the other night. Our friend we Jamie that, ordered. That's what that was? Yeah, weird, huh? I just thought it was like cheddar <laughs> stuffed crust. No, I mean, it, wow. was, it was grilled <laughs> cheese stuffed crust pizza. Man, there's just all kinds of stuff on this page that goes so many different ways. Can we talk about the the, the pornographic no. VR studios? Uh, you go ahead while I continue to see it. Just how just how one is called Bedoink VR? <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I just wanted to say that. Um, you know what? I'm gonna try. All right, there's motion sickness here. And that makes me think of oh. being dr- drunk, which would make it maybe it's maybe it's possible that there's a connection there. Yeah, I like um, that. <laughs> you like you like motion sickness? Well, I like the idea of going to the motion sickness page. <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing. Cool. All right. I think that's a good move. Tim, where are you going? Well, when I think of cider, I think of apples. It's around the <laughs> season of of Halloween. Um, which makes, you know, which apples are somewhat connected to. Mm-hmm. And there is something here that is connected to Halloween in a way. Uh, and that's in the charity section of nonprofit organizations such as Amnesty International, the World Wide Fund for Nature, and UNICEF. Mm. I am going to UNICEF. Oh, geez. You're going to UNICEF. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You're at the United, Children's, uh, United Nations Children's Fund. Uh, okay. Um, Kyle, you're at motion sickness. Okay, this is a lot less fun than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so motion sickness, also known as kinetosis and travel sickness, is a condition of, in which a disagreement exists between <laughs> visually perceived movement and the vestibular system's sense of movement. And depending on the cause, it can be referred to as sea sickness, car sickness, simulation sickness, or air sickness. Man, I was really hoping it would be more about <clears throat> just like general motion sickness. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, right. Uh, the most common hypothesis for the cause of motion sickness is that it functions as a defense mechanism against neurotoxins. Wow. Which, okay. <laughs> Hmm. The area postrema in the brain is is responsible for inducing vomiting when poisons are detected and for resolving conflicts between vision and balance. Oh, okay. When feeling motion but not seeing it, the inner ear transmits to the brain that it senses motion, but the eyes tell the brain that everything's, it, everything is still. As a result of this, the discordance, the brain will come to the conclusion that the individual is hallucinating. <laughs> and further <laughs> and conclude. That, yeah. Uh, that the hallucination is due to poison ingestion. That's amazing. And then the brain says, well, got to clear this out, and you throw up everywhere. That's like such a weird, like, involuntary thing happening in your body. Oh, my gosh. Just your brain, like, talking to your body in a, in a way that is, like, completely subconscious and, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. wrong about it. Like, it's, it sucks that we can't override that, uh, most of us. So, do you guys ever get motion sick? I used to when I read in the car. Very yeah, rarely. Yeah, if I read in the car, I would. Um, Candace gets motion sickness, like, all the time if she's in the car. So, I have it occasionally if I, and this is this is a weird thing, but, like, I have it occasionally if I'm looking at something on my phone, and, I, I mean, it's not very, it's not uh, very severe or anything, but... If I'm looking at something on my phone and I expect it to keep scrolling, but it doesn't like like it doesn't line up right, and I'm looking like on the edge of my phone, like my brain reads that as needing <clears throat> as like motion is going on, huh? But I know that not that nothing's happening, and occasionally I'll get like a little bit of like you know just a little bit uh, off balance, um, just from doing that. Uh, but it's the same thing that like uh, when people used to play Guitar Hero all the time. Oh yeah! Like if you played it for a long time and then looked away from the TV, Everything your brain would, be would continue up. to feel yeah would continue to oh, feel yeah. that. So you close yeah. your eyes and see notes still going down the tracks and <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh man, I really was hoping that there would be more for me to work with on this page. I mean, oh wait, go to here's something. No, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Nope, I. I'm too conscious of our of our <laughs> listeners, of our listener. Um, I'm not doing that to them. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh, there's... I could do this, though. Ginger root is commonly thought to be a, an effective anti-emetic, but it's ineffective in treating motion sickness. Ginger root's a possibility, and there's also a sense ginger. of balance. Yeah, I know, but ginger root, uh, ginger yeah. root would get me to ginger beer. Would get me to. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna try it. Ginger, it is. All right, do it up. Going to ginger. All right, Tim UNICEF. Yep, UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund, is a United Nations program headquartered in New York City, providing humanitarian and developmental assistance to children and mothers in developing countries. Uh, one of the things that they are well known for doing 
is uh, their Trick or Treat for UNICEF program uh, in the United States, Canada. Whenever I see United States and Canada in a list together, my mind instantly yeah. wants to fill it in with Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, and the whole song <laughs> of Animaniacs about the countries of the world. Anyway, wow. in the United States, Canada, and I just wonder why they don't say North America. But yeah, go ahead. Well, because I guess Mexico is a part of it. I guess or none Mexico of the counts. Land America. America. It's not. It's not just United Canadian. Eh, wow. Yeah, that was bad. I was what, trying to make a What's in Central America? Um, Honduras, El Salvador, Panama. Oh, okay, I uh, thought Mexico Belize. was Central America. No. Um, but anyway, so uh, kids go trick or treating on Halloween night. Uh, with these boxes collecting oh. no collecting money for <laughs> um for kids which is great let's see how much has this raised um yeah it's actually all it mentions about trick-or-treating and this whole thing is is right in this little spot although i mean they do some other things they're sponsored by spanish catalan association football club and fc barcelona oh no that's that's one thing i don't know about soccer <laughs> going to unicef i'm falling apart here guys oh that's uh, okay. the club would donate 1.5 million euros per year to the organization for five years uh as part of the agreement fc barcelona will wear the unicef logo on the front of their uniform this was the first time a football club sponsored an organization rather than the other way around wow that that's pretty crazy that mm-hmm. is uh, race driver Jacques Villeneuve has occasionally placed the NSF logo on the number 27 Bill Davis racing pickup truck in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Wow. Yep. Um, in January 2007, UNICEF struck a partnership with Canada's national tent pegging team. <laughs> what? What is tent pegging? I really don't want to know. That sounds tent dangerous. Tent pegging is a cavalry sport oh this is awesome what the cavalry sport of ancient origin and is one of only 10 equestrian disciplines officially recognized by the international equestrian federation hold on can uh, i the, take a guess as to what it is sure is please tell me that it is a, a sport in which you race to see how quickly you can set up a tent no oh my it's gosh that, it said it's a cavalry sport yeah you do this on be the quickest, on to, the quickest to erect a tent on a horse <laughs> Also, that would be even more exciting. So I stand by my response. Um, it's actually a sport where you are mounted on a horse and you uh-huh. are using a sword or a lance to pierce, pick up, and carry away small ground targets. I, uh, a symbolic tent peg, it says, which is what I, it's referring I to. I almost heard you. I, I misheard you almost saying like groundhogs for a second. I'm like, well. That would be fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> Little buggers. Okay. I am going to trick or treat. Oh, okay. Wow. That makes sense. <laughs> after after that entire like side yeah, thing that, on on stabbing things on horseback. That was quite a that was quite a zigzag there. I did not expect you to go that way. So you're going to trick or treat instead of Halloween? Yes. Okay. Ginger. Okay. Ginger ginger uh, is a flowering plant known whose rhizome, ginger root, or simply ginger is widely used as a spice or folk medicine. And I'm not going to talk about ginger because I think we've actually been to this page before. Have we? But okay. uh, I feel like we have. Um, either way, 
I wanted to actually bring up something else that I heard on Good Job Brain. <clears throat> uh, did you guys, have you guys, uh, well, actually, where do you guys usually encounter ginger? Uh, in my Asian uh, food? In ales? Okay. Yes, to both. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you have it alongside your wasabi when you get sushi. Yeah, pickled ginger. Uh, yeah, well, and that's great. Uh, I actually, I really like that. I, I use that all the time I whenever like we one. get sushi. It is yep. delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, did you know that the wasabi that is served with uh, sushi is almost not, it's almost never, never. actually wasabi? Yep. Uh, I found this out a while ago on Good Job Brain. Apparently, like the wasabi paste that they serve with sushi is almost always just actually horseradish. Yep. Uh, that is mixed with green food coloring and uh, usually some kinds of mustards or other spicy things. Like, I never thought, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, have you guys ever had real, uh, real wasabi? Not that I know of. Uh, maybe not. Where do you think you had it? <laughs> at, 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 you know, on the side of my plate. No. At the sushi place. Oh, maybe. oh, Tim. No. Oh, Tim. Probably not. But maybe. <laughs> it's almost, we can't really tell. Um, it's just that the, uh, it, it, even, okay. Uh, so in cases where there is real wasabi used in, in the paste, uh, it's really tiny. Yeah. So it's it's not, it's really hard to find and it's hard to tell really the difference for most people. Uh, it, to be completely honest, you really won't notice much of a change if you ever have the real thing, according to, all, well, according, I'm reading a, a Washington Post story about it right here, an article. Um, but it looks like the, uh, like the actual product is, the actual plant is just really hard to grow and it's, it's very costly yeah. to grow. Um, and I guess one way to know is that it will taste a lot sweeter Mm -hmm. uh it's it's got like a sweeter flavor and a little bit more delicate flavor than than the horseradish so rather than like and i think the horseradish heavy... looks a little bit more like play-doh-ish as far as like consistency yeah and the real too. stuff is a little bit more like grainy in a way yeah doesn't yes. mold very well yeah uh so yeah so that's that's the thing uh you might know you might find it uh you know <laughs> If you have to pay for the wasabi, it's probably real. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's almost never actually the same thing. Yeah, in or, Japan uh, they call it, and it's so like it's not like oh Japan has all the real wasabi. Like in Japan, if it's real wasabi, <laughs> they call it raw wasabi. Oh, uh, or they call that. it Honto wasabi, which just means real, real like real or reality uh, wasabi. Virtual wasabi. Right. It's weird. Um. We keep coming back. We're coming. We're you know holding on to that theme tonight. Yeah, um, I can't get away from it. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to help you out here, Sky. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, no, no, no. I, well, and that's the thing. Uh, and the thing is, like, I think actually I may have had the real thing. There's a really nice sushi restaurant around here that we go to occasionally, but it's incredibly expensive, and so therefore, like, once in a long while. Yeah. Um, but. I think I've had it, but I'm not positive. And I, I mean, I definitely feel like, like a terrible foodie, you know, like I'm not, 
I don't really know. Well, it's hard to tell. It's yeah. imitation stuff, so it makes sense. But either way, it's pretty good. Uh, so that is how I talk. That you know, that's how I talk about uh, ginger. That's how we're going to get through this page. Okay. Uh, so fresh ginger can be substituted for ground ginger at a ratio of six to one. Although the flavors of fresh and dried ginger are somewhat different, powdered dried ginger root is used for as a flavoring for gingerbread cookies, crackers. Cakes, ginger ale, and ginger beer. I really wish ginger cake was linked here. I sort of want to know what that is. That sounds real good. Doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Instead, ginger beer is where I'm going. Cool. Um, Tim, trick-or-treating. So how does trick-or-treating relate to apples? It's a game. Sometimes you get apples. Yeah. Yes. And Uh, uh, there was the the old tale where people would berry razors and apples i mean yep according to wikipedia that started in canada wait uh, is there an actual uh citation of this happening no oh whew. Uh, in some parts of canada children sometimes say halloween apples instead of trick-or-treat <laughs> this probably originated <laughs> that sounds like the most <laughs> canadian thing i've ever heard <laughs> halloween apples <laughs> Halloween poutine. Oh, that's um, adorable. <laughs> this probably originated when the toffee apple was a popular type of candy. Apple giving in much of Canada, however, has been taboo since the 1960s when stories were almost certainly questionable authenticity. There we appeared go. Of almost certainly questionable authenticity appeared of razors hidden inside Halloween apples. Parents began to check over their children's loot for safety before allowing them to eat it. In Quebec, children also go door to door on Halloween. However, in French-speaking neighborhoods, instead of trick-or-treat, they will simply say Halloween. <laughs> Low Just in a tradition. statement of the day. Low in tradition, it used to be La Charité, s'il vous plaît, or Charity, yeah. please. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, this is amazing. That sounds. That just sounds so nice. Just it so darn nice. nice. Um, children, children of the St. Louis, Missouri area are expected to perform a joke. Usually a simple Halloween themed pun or riddle before receiving any candy. Hence, children do not care about candy on Halloween in St. Louis. Oh. No, um, this trick earns a treat. Children in Des Moines, Iowa also tell jokes or otherwise perform before receiving the treat. Well, you know, that, I mean, you know that the, every kid just has one bit that they work on for like that month that they that they go from door to door doing like. If I were the kid doing, like, if I were that kid, I would probably do, like, the old one, like, why didn't the skeleton cross the road because he didn't have the guts? Ooh. What? Come on. Um. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> uh, oh. Although some popular theory, theories of Halloween, although some popular histories of Halloween have characterized trick-or-treating as an adult invention to rechannel Halloween activities away from mischief night vandalism, there are oh. very few records supporting this. Des Moines, which is, gets mentioned again, is the only area known to have a record of trick-or-treating being used to deter crime. What? Uh, Weird. <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa. As, <laughs> yep, adults, as reported in newspapers from the mid-1930s to the mid-1950s, typically saw it as a form of extortion. <laughs> with wow. reactions ranging from bemused indulgence to anger. Likewise, as portrayed on radio shows, children would have to explain what trick-or-treating was to puzzled adults and not the other way around. Were Sometimes they never even children? the children protested. For Whoa. Halloween for Halloween 1948, members of the Madison Square Boys Club in New York City carried a parade banner that said, American boys don't beg. 
Wow. What? Wow. How did Oh my gosh. I this is amazing. Yeah. So is, apples are mentioned a lot in here. Yes. Tim Tim are those is that cited? They're that can't be true. Uh with the whole American boys don't beg. All all of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is it is cited. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yep. Um Recalled a decade later by Martin Tolchin in Halloween, a challenge to parents from the New York Times, October 27th, 1958. Amazing. Yep. Well, okay. So apples are mentioned a lot. Apples themselves, unfortunately, are not linked, but caramel apples are. Oh. I am going to caramel apples. Before you go, I kind of want to mention that trunk or treat is a thing here. Um did you say trunk or treat or trunk or treat? Trunk or treat. Trunk. Um, trunk some or, or treat? Some organizations no, around the... Do, do you know what trunk or treat is, Tim? Yes. Okay. Uh, I do not. If you want to explain really? it to me. Okay. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very like evangelical thing that happens uh, at, in okay. churches. Uh, some organizations around the U.S. sponsor a trunk or treat on holiday night. Um where trick, trick or treating is done from parked car to parked car in a local parking lot, often at no. a school or church. The annual event uh. began in the late 1990s as an alternative to trick or treating. The trunk of one's car is open, displaying candy and often sometimes games and decorations. Concerned parents see it as a safer, see it as safer for their children, while other parents it- see it as an easier <laughs> alternative to walking the neighborhood with their kids. Yeah, <laughs> my, ch- yes, my exactly. child, my child, it is much too risky. To go door to door asking for candy, come partake of the candy in the trunk of my car. Yeah, and and not and as creepy. All the carbon monoxide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't see it? Look in there a little deeper. Churches uh, are expanding the original. There you go. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that folio work you're doing. Thank you. That was impressive. He's committed to this bit. Um, yep. Churches are expanding on the original idea of trunk or treating by adding food, music, games, and rides. Their goal is to reach uh, more of the community with an alternative to trick or treat. No. Anyway, you are clicking on caramel apples. Yes. Caramel or caramel? Uh, I always say caramel. I say caramel. Do you? Yeah. That's weird. We're family. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, you grow up saying caramel? Yes. Hmm. What kind of home were you raised in? A uh, God-fearing home of caramel, <laughs> where we God-fearing trunk or treat. Yeah, because <laughs> there's good. I, I guess I think there's there's a uh, an old candy bar called Caramello. That's accurate, and, and that's how I always heard like thought of caramel as part of Caramello. Do you oh, remember? I never called it Carmelo. Do you remember that that because <laughs> Carmelo Carmelo is an Anthony of um, basketball fame, mm. I believe. Do you remember that commercial where Shaq is like arguing with a child <laughs> about the pronunciation of caramel slash caramel? I no. I do. Yeah. What? No. I think I it's don't still going this. to this day. Really? Not the commercial. The <laughs> argument between Shaq. Shaq and this child. He just gets a text from this <laughs> like now twenty like, year old child. Like, yes. <laughs> I've never seen this commercial, and now I want to. Uh, okay, ginger beer. Let's talk about ginger beer. Do you like ginger beer? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I like it too. It makes me think of my youth pastor. <laughs> to keep, well, to keep on this. This. this uh, that's not why I think I of do. beer. I think of my youth pastor. Yeah, no, he got he got us. Uh, one time I was hanging Jones's. out with him, and he got us ginger beer, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is very weird." How old were you? 
uh, uh ginger 15? beer is not alcoholic yeah i'm not i was an alcohol it wasn't alcoholic it wasn't hard ginger beer no, no ginger beer is not alcoholic it was like yeah. that goya brand oh, oh wow yeah it's very wow. very strong <laughs> so traditional ginger beer which it says traditional here for some reason uh traditional ginger beer is naturally sweetened and carbonated uh, a non-alcoholic beverage it's produced by the natural fermentation of prepared ginger spice, yeast, and sugar. Uh, apparently, according to this, it's been, uh, let's see, origins date from the colonial spice trade. And the sugar-producing islands of the Caribbean was popular in Britain and its colonies from the 18th century. That's, that's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, other spices variously added, and any alcohol content was limited to 2% by excise tax laws in 1855. Few brewers have maintained an alcoholic product. It's difficult to say few brewers. I just want to point that few out. Few brewers. Few, mm. <laughs> few bu- Dang it, now I can't even do it again. Few brewers. Rural juror. Uh, uh, current ginger beers are often manufactured rather than brewed, frequently with flavor and color additives. I just want to, I, I like this next sentence. Ginger ales are not brewed, period. Period. This is a fact. Fact. Stop messing this up, people. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> so they just have uh, they have a little bit of talk here about the ginger beer um, as far as how the how it's made. Uh, ginger beer plant may also be referring to fermentation or fermenting liquid mix of water, brewers or baker's yeast, uh, ginger and sugar. It's kept for a week or longer to which sugar is regularly added. And then you. Uh, you can also add other flavors and gingers, which can or, and ginger along with the sugar, which will increase the flavor strength. At the end of the period, I just want to like this bit here. Um, at the end of this discussion or of all of this uh, direction on how to make ginger beer, at the end of the period, this concentrated mix is strained, strained, diluted with water and lemon juice, and stored or bottled. That sentence or this paragraph is cited six times not not Hmm. i mean six times it's just amazing uh how yeah uh they also mention here uh brewed ginger beers uh that originated in uk but is sold worldwide it says crabbies is a popular brand in the uk it's usually labeled alcoholic ginger beer to distinguish it from the more uh, established commercial ginger beer or not labeled that way as a fun surprise for anyone who decides to pick pick it up. Uh, Another popular ginger beer is Hollows and Fentimans, which I actually think I might have seen. Oh, yeah? Uh, I haven't heard of any of these. (laughs) There's also non-alcoholic ginger beer um, that is just basically soda with ginger flavoring. And can you guess who makes that? Uh, Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's Coca-Cola. Of course mm. it is. It's just soda with, with ginger flavoring. Um, okay, well, this actually got, it got me close, but I'm not, I'm not quite where I want to be here. I actually want to click, I think, on fermentation here at the top. Um, I think that will probably get me to cider, I think. Okay. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Clicking on fermentation. Nice job. Caramel apple. Well, Caramel really apples. Loud. Caramel apples. <laughs> oh. Or taffy apples. 
are created by dipping or rolling apples on a stick. Hyphenated, apples. I like that. Apples on a stick. <laughs> in hot caramel, sometimes <laughs> then rolling them in nuts or other small savories or confections. Wait, they hyphenate it as though it's like a single a single noun? Like Apples on a stick. <laughs> I love it. Uh, like it becomes an entirely different thing when you when you just cover it in caramel and stick it mm-hmm. on a stick. So you know how like you get a fresh uh, caramel apple at the fair and it's really soft and chewy and no, awesome, and then you I've like get one from that. like you get one from a store and it's just hard and miserable. Mm-hmm. You know why that is? Um, I want to guess. I want to say that it's going to be something that I feel bad about eating now. <laughs> no, no, not really. No, it's, it's okay. about um to make it easier to mass produce. Uh, caramel apples they'll often take a sheet of caramel wrap it around the apples and follow that and then heat the apple to melt the caramel onto it instead of dipping it into molten caramel oh huh Uh, oh weird but the the consequence of that is it creates a harder sort of caramel shell on the apple it makes it harder to eat oh dang so if you want to get a good apple you got to get fresh okay uh Caramel apple production at home usually involves melting pre-purchased caramel candies for dipping or making a homemade caramel from ingredients like brown sugar, butter, and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Homemade generally results in a softer, creamier coating. Ooh. I'm weirded out by how you're saying this, but go on. You just don't like how I say caramel? It, uh. Or is it softer, <laughs> creamier coating? Stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, what, what kind of apple do you like to use for, for a caramel apple? What is your ideal caramel apple? This is not a thing I've ever thought about. That's tough. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, would you prefer to have a sweet apple or a tart one? Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, uh, I would probably go tart. Yeah, me too. I would too. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. They say that the classic ones um, are Granny Smith or Fuji apples. Oh, Granny I Smith can see apples that. are so good. Yep. Yeah. Softer, grainy a... textured apples can also be used but are not preferred ever in anything except pies. Whoa! That's my that's my hot take. On oh apples. god, I hate soft <laughs> I apples, say. soft mealy yep. apples. They're like the worst. Uh, yep. Gross. Yep. I want that. I want that crisp crunch. Awesome. I, I don't want to be. I feel like, like I'm landing. like biting into like something shank. Scott, uh, Tim, I like your landing on that crisp crunch. That was really good. Oh Thank no! You. I I was really I was thinking about uh, tonight. I forgot entirely to do this. I was going to in our opening when we talked about the debate. I was going to over enunciate the great debate uh, because I've we been never listening even to talked about the debate. Wait, no, what are I you know. talking about? Sky, are you, you watching it? Listening? Are you listening to it? Of course I am. Yeah, oh my gosh! Me? Why haven't we been talking about it? Last week was so good. <laughs> Can you imagine what this week's going to be like? They're all oh, bored. It's going to be the best. It's uh, going to be the best. They were so it's bored. Of going the, on. Oh, it is going debate. on right now. Whoa! I thought it wasn't until nine. No, no, no. Tim, Tim no, we're, we're talk- talking about the Election Elect- Profit Makers podcast, the best podcast. Oh, I'm glad you're liking out it. There. I oh, thought I was gosh. alone. I was just joining it by myself. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no. It's fantastic. In this this most recent episode, uh, they are both from North Carolina, and they apparently received some response that one of the, uh, one of the hosts, not David Reese, was not enunciating the word debate. Right. And so for the next entire podcast, every time he said the word debate, 
he he really really over enunciated so it would he was talking about uh they would say something like uh you know when we would rate the great debate and yeah. it was amazing and they oh my- just kept it going the whole episode gotta ride those waves Okay. I'm sorry, Tim. I did not mean to wildly divert from what we were actually doing. It's all right. Um, Caramel Apples is a relatively short (laughs) Wikipedia article, and I'm done with it pretty much. Uh, I am going to go to Apples. Uh, Thankfully, they they linked Apples and Apples on a Stick. Oh, no. Straight up Apples. Okay. Wait. Was it the entire thing, though? Is it all of Apples on a Stick, or is it just Apples? No, just the Apples part. Well, clearly, I would, I would person... love it if someone if someone linked stick, <laughs> but they did I'm, not. Unfortunately, I'm upset that someone didn't carry through with this because they clearly wanted to set apart apples on a stick as a singular word slash noun. But it didn't, but someone else was like, no, just apples is important from that. Someone did not commit, is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, all right. So fermentation is a metabolic process that converts sugars to acid, gases, or alcohol. It incurs, it, it incurs, yes. It occurs in yeast and bacteria and also in oxygen-starved muscle cells as in the, lack of, in the case of lactic acid fermentation. Um, basically, stuff grows on other stuff. It's kind of gross. Uh, That's but it can life. Make delicious stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it can make delicious things. The history of uh, the world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they say here that uh, it refers more broadly to the bulk growth of microorganisms on a growth medium with the, produ- with the goal of producing a specific chemical product. And uh, French bio- microbiologist Louis Pasteur is often remembered for his insights into fermentation and its microbial causes. The science of fermentation is known as... Fermentology. Fermentology. You would think so. Oh. <laughs> Boozology. You would think so. <laughs> what? Boozology? No. I like uh, it. No, that's how you mix drinks, Sky. Uh, it no, that's is mixology. <laughs> it is what do you call zymology. Zymology. Z y m o l o g y. Zymology. Sure. I I'll go with that. Weird. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I just want to go a little bit farther down this page. Um, I like they have a definition sec- section here, <clears throat> and I just want to read this because it seems. Like someone feels very strongly about fermentation and doesn't know how to express their feelings. <laughs> to many people, fermentation simply means the production of alcohol. Grains and fruits are fermented to produce beer and wine. If a food soured, one might say it was off or fermented. Here are some definitions of fermentation. They range from informal general usage to more scientific definitions. And I just like that this person is taking the moment to say... It's more than just the production of alcohol, everyone. <laughs> Take note of fermentation. Think about it. Think about the different uses of fermentation. It's more than booze. <clears throat> uh, of course, they have in here preservation for microorganisms. Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, I missed this. <laughs> okay. They have five steps to what fermentation is by definition. The first is preservation methods for food via microorganisms, in parentheses, general use. Any process, second, any process that produces alcoholic beverages or acidic dairy products, also in parentheses, general mm-hmm. use. Any large-scale microbial process occur- occurring with or without air, in parentheses, 
common definition used in industry. <laughs> uh, fourth, any energy releasing metabolic process that takes place only under anaerobic conditions, in parentheses, becoming more scientific. <laughs> like we're on a scale, <laughs> a sliding rule yep. for science. And fifth, <clears throat> any <laughs> this is great. Any metabolic process that releases energy from a sugar or other organic molecules does not require oxygen or an electron transport system, and uses organic molecule as the final electron acceptor. In parentheses, the most scientific. Wow. <laughs> in so, and I, I, I feel like all of those are equally scientific, sir. But I, I'm glad that you feel so strongly <laughs> about about fermentation. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Well, on this page, uh, there's actually no method, uh, no mention of cider, which yeah, kind of sad. surprises me. Um, I like it. It's not even here that not or uh, non-linked. Um, so I'm not sure what to do with this. I'm wondering. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Advances in microbiology and fermentation technology have, have continued steadily up until the present. Uh, okay, and yeah, strange selection and hybridization developed as well. Other approaches to advancing the fermentation industry has been done by companies such as BioTorque. BioTorque. <laughs> Sounds like a skateboarding move. <laughs> it does, actually. 360 BioTorque. <laughs> A no hold, a no hold, uh, three sixty biotorque. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. I guess I'm just gonna go with alcohol. That seems like a. <laughs> that's I something. Feel like a, that's something many lonely people say <laughs> every Friday and Saturday night. I feel yes. I'm I not alone. I guess I'll go with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm gonna try it. I'm hoping that this is not just, it's about just regular alcohol. Great. Okay. Well, Tim, get us out of here. Apples. 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 They're fruit. So, <laughs> Sky, please use that as our intro. <laughs> so a long time ago, we uh, took a look at some fine art uh, of a scene of, um, what's his face? Uh, Paris of Troy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paris uh, checking Trying out. to, being offered... Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> deciding whether to, to give his apple to you know one of the three goddesses and he gave it to Aphrodite because mm. Aphrodite gave him a lady in return or said she would mm -hmm. but, but the Trojan War started instead oops anyway Whoops. so the apple after that became known as uh, a symbol of Aphrodite of course and a symbol of declaring one's love and it says in here to throw an apple at someone was to symbolically declare one's love what? And similarly, to catch it was to symbolically show one's acceptance of that love. I don't know what you when you when you don't expect it and get nailed in the head. But uh, sure, um, there's a quote. There's a quote from an epigram claiming authorship by Plato states, "I throw the apple at you, and if you are willing to love me, take it and share your girlhood with me." What? Oh boy. Yeah. But if your thoughts are what I pray they are not, even then take it and consider how short-lived is beauty. Also, please look this way. I am throwing an apple at you and I do not want to hit you. Please uh, catch it. Oh, God, grossness, please catch guys. It. Tim, that is so, Tim so are you telling me, are you telling me that it's possible that some, the reason that uh, Newton 
understood gravity was because someone chucked an apple at him. I'm just just spitballing here. Maybe the tree did. Maybe the tree loved him. <laughs> Maybe knew and like just like it's, you know doze beneath that tree every day, and the tree would just look on him sleeping oh every my day gosh. and just grow more and more in love with him. Aw. I like but this. Then, but then he got hit by the apple. He didn't catch it. Oh, and he went man. off and fell in love with science instead. And that poor tree just oh, no. left every night. Oh, wow. I feel yep. like we are putting together some kind of like mythology for this for this tree. But mythology, it's beautiful. fan fiction. Beautiful and sad. This oh, is, yep. this I love it. I ship it. <laughs> the Newton tree in Newton. <laughs> Atalanta, also a Greek mythology, erased all her suitors in an attempt to avoid marriage. Did you say erased? Raced. Oh, oh yeah, I thought it'd be awesome if she erased them though. Like she just assassinates them. I was like, what does this have to do with apples? <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> she outran all but Hippomenes, sure. also known as Melanion, a name possibly derived from melon, uh, the Greek word for both <laughs> apple and fruit in general. Okay. Defeated her by cunning, not speed. Hippomenes. <laughs> Hip hopanese. So difficult to get. <laughs> Knew that he could not win in a fair race, so he used hip hopanese. I'm here to say, I'm gonna race you all the way. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, he knew that he couldn't win fair, so he used three golden apples, gifts of Aphrodite. The I know I couldn't win fair, so I used apples. <laughs> I hope the that doesn't love. disqualify me. Cheating at everything. Something, something, rappers. <laughs> this, this. <laughs> to distract Atalanta, it took all three apples and all of his speed. Wait, did he, he was throw them at successful. her? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how is he distract? That sounds like like a like a, a Zelda mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Use up your apples to distract the other opponent. Pretty I, much. And your horse they race. Don't, they the race and her hand. Yeah, they don't go into any detail about how this occurred. Nope. Just, oh my gosh. You know, here's Just the race. Your... It, here's an apple, golden apple. No, that doesn't distract you enough. How about a second golden apple? <laughs> no, no. Hold on, hold on. I can do better. Sweet. How about pot. three golden apples? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. So, okay. The UK's National Fruit Collection. Nope. Database contains a wealth of information on the characteristics and origins of many apples, including alternative names for what is essentially the same genetic apple variety. Most All of right. these cultivars are bred for eating fresh, though some are cultivated specifically for cooking or producing cider. The UK fruit collection is absolutely an indie band. I'm oh, just that throwing that so out good. there. Oh, yeah. Cider apples are typically too tart and astringent to eat fresh, but they give the beverage a rich flavor that dessert apples cannot. So <laughs> cider is in here. And All right. It is, it is the the straight up cider and not apple cider. Are dessert oh, apples just God. the apples you eat? Is that what I'm gathering? Yes. Okay. Yes. And and desert apples are much different, and Ooh. no one wants those. No. They're made of sand. They crumble <laughs> in your mouth. They're a mirage. They're they gross. are actually just rocks. Don't do it. All right. Nice job, uh, Tim. Yeah. Thank nice you. job. I don't, I'm so glad you got that because cider is not on the page for alcohol, and I don't want to talk about this. So. <laughs> All right. Congratulations. Yay. Where do you get to cider? Yay. So one of the reasons that I brought you all here, besides it just being autumn <laughs> and me thinking about cider. Gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen. You may wonder why I brought you here. <laughs> if you would scroll down about oh, three-fourths of the way down the page to I'm an Austrian cider being poured in the traditional manner and click on what? that, click on that image. 
It's a very important <laughs> image for us to experience. What? I don't Why? know if this is a joke or not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, it has to be. There's no way. Well, All so right. viewers, I mean, this will be linked in the show notes, which I have to keep remembering to mention more often that if you look in our, our notes on your podcast app, you can find links to these photos that we're talking about. But he's like holding the bottle of cider way over his head and his glass very far down. It cross Sky, range. Cross Sky, range. It's the, no, this is a real thing. Yeah, I'm looking it up. It is real. And I was going to say, it reminds me of like where people are like, oh, we have to aerate the, the wine. So you like have to have a lot of space between the glass and the wine bottle when you pour it so that it gets a lot of air. Is that what is that what's happening here? Yes. I can't. I mean, I would guess the uh, I just linked you guys to an image that is a step by step instruction on how to do this. Yep. You want to get air into the mixture. And there's even a device that you can use that imitates doing this without having to pour it from a great height. But guys, this man appears to be doing a magic trick. You when he's need doing to his. see this vi- see this photo because this guy, the expression on this guy's face. Right, I think that's definitely part of it. You have to just stare straight ahead at the nearest person. Yeah, with the smuggest look on your face as the cider passes between your eyes. It is out of control and into your crotch glass. Oh, the crotch <laughs> glass. Well, it doesn't have to be like that apparently because here's one where they're just shooting across the room. Fancy. <laughs> you just need air, man. Just need air. This is incredible. Uh, the juice of any variety of apple can be used to make cider, but cider apples are the best. Citation. <laughs> the science of cider oh, making, man. part one, introduction. <laughs> uh, no <laughs> thanks. I'll just trust you on that one. Get yourself some cider apples. Uh, it's popular in the UK, which makes sense. The UK Amazing. has the world's highest per capita consumption, as well as the largest cider producing companies. I think it's becoming more popular in the US, though. Oh, totally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't usually do apple cider, but I like pear cider a lot. Oh, pear cider is real good. Isn't it? Perry is a similar product made from fermented pear juice. <laughs> of course it is. Wait, Perry is not a brand. <laughs> it's just what they call it. Oh, just my God, Perry. it is. It's just an alcoholic beverage made from fermented pears. Perry. They just call it Perry. They just named it Aww. Perry. <laughs> I mean, there's really nothing more British than that. <laughs> In most recent years, commercial Perry has been referred to as pear cider, in quotes, but some organizations, such as the CAMRA, do not accept this as a name for the traditional drink. Ooh. What's the CAMRA? The National Association of Cider Make- Makers, on the other hand, disagrees, yes. insisting that the term Perry and pear cider are interchangeable. In, uh. An over 20-fold increase of sales industry manufactured pear cider, cider produced from often imported concentrate makes the matter especially contentious. I'm so really glad know. that there is a that there is a uh, <clears throat> a rivalry between two uh, two factions here about whether or not pear cider is actual cider. This yeah. makes me very happy. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh so, man, Applejack is a distilled cider. Um, that you make by taking a barrel of cider, leaving it out in the winter so that the water in it freezes and then removing the ice. Oh. So you just have a bunch uh. of alcohol in there. Oh, Raise it to mean. 20 to 30% alcohol by vo- volume. 
Uh, this is not legal in the U.S., but popular no. in Europe. <laughs> really? It's not. So is there like a cutoff to how how strong ciders can be? Is that in the U.S.? I guess so. Yeah. According to You're the last. You're basically making moonshine now. Yeah. You remember the one the one uh, page a couple pages ago was saying that uh, it's re- it's limited by, well, at least early on, it was limited to a, just oh. a couple percent because of taxes. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Well, according to this, it says home production of Applejack is not illegal in the U.S., but popular mm. in Europe. Oh, okay. That is a strange sentence. Wait, not illegal? Home? It's not home illegal brew? here, but it's popular in Europe. It's like, <laughs> that what? is weird. Yeah. That is a weird sentence. Um, and then there's ice cider, which is amazing. I've that never is had like that. the sweetest. Have you ever had ice wine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I they, have they had that. They do it ice is really cider good. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you freeze the fruit before you harvest it, or just after you harvest it, uh, the alcohol gets uh, more alcoholy. More alcoholy, <laughs> but also just sweeter overall. It's very yes. good. Yes, it is. Does delicious. not make much, but what it makes is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm yep. I'm into all of this, and now I really want some of this stuff. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. When I was looking at those caramels on the caramel apple page, I was like, I really want a caramel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on this journey with me, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, This very, like, autumn crisp journey, I guess. It's beautiful, yes. Uh, You guys can find more of our episodes at wskbcast.blogspot.com. We are on Twitter, at wskbcast. And we're on Facebook. You just search We Should Know Better. We're on there. Um, That's about it. So... (laughs) Thank you to some. I've noticed that uh, through checking, tracking like downloads, there's a few people that are um, going back through our back catalog and like making their way what? through. So if you made it awesome. this far, congratulations! Yes. Thank you for listening. New we listeners are always cool. So yeah. yes. Um, another thing, maybe I should have mentioned this to you guys beforehand, but I, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I'll be gone for like a while in the next few weeks and we should figure out what for we're gonna do for an entire year oh no oh, i guess i'll be gone for like two weeks yeah, so two weeks. we'd only miss one could, episode potentially or we could we, record we, one i was gonna say i, I feel like time. we could pull something off to to pre-record an episode yeah i think we when do you do leave that. again someday soon uh today november, tomorrow <laughs> so november 3rd so let's see uh we will Wait, do an episode are you gonna be you're not gonna be in town for the election no, that's what I'm saying. So like, if it goes awry, I will just disappear into the streets of Tokyo. That's fair. The under streets. So we'll do one on the 23rd, which is two weeks away from now. Gonna just mm-hmm. Tokyo drift away. Yep. And then we're supposed to do one on the 6th, which I won't be around for. And we're supposed right, we'll to do one for the 20th, and I'll be back by then. So, yeah, we can figure it out. Alrighty. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Thank you again and we'll see you next week see you guys later take care bye well next couple weeks i guess well bye yeah (laughs) uh welcome to we should know better the podcast where we hitchhike through wikipedia i am sky and with me is oh no oh no i I did what you guys did and i forgot Oh no, I did the with me as always thing. That's not what I do. I'm not used to it. I was so ready to go. Oh no, take two. Bedroom fun time. Have fun in the bedroom. (laughs) What?
Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>